This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Most of the big bands in the early, late 70s, early 80s refused to make music videos because they thought it was giving away free music. And Styx, for example, because I remember speaking to the Styx manager, literally decided not to make videos because that was giving away music for free. Fuck you. Meanwhile, Duran Duran and Van Halen and, and, you know, and Twisted Sister were thrilled to do it and be, then became the biggest bands in the world in that era. I've always valued the attention of society over the short-term economics of the transaction of a sale. So I would rather go to the new place, work hard, figure out how to bring value through my content there and be there when it became the thing versus somebody, I like how you just reacted. Where did your mind just go? I'm laughing because you're exactly the opposite of everything I've ever thought that I've realized I was wrong about recently. Everything that I, I've always put a value, when people would ask me, hey, are you gonna, you gonna go up to the comedy store? You gonna go up to the Laugh Factory and do a set? When I lived in L.A., I live in Arizona now. I just thought it would be a better place to, to raise a family and stuff <laughs> outside of Hollywood. So, uh, which is part of my issue. I made a choice. I've heard you talk about, you know, time management mm -hmm. and stuff with that family. Versus, I made a conscious choice. My guilt with family and stuff, which I, I'm, I should. I, guilt seems like a negative connotation, but it's, it, that's no, it's what it one. was. But it's, it's, it's what I cared about. And I'm glad that you. I'm here for my kids. Even Dana Carvey. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mix of gratitude and guilt. Yeah. And it's trying to find that balance. I, it is. I, 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 I went way over to the family side because I just knew that was me. I just, I just needed also, to be there. Anyways. No, no, let's stay here because I think it's going to okay. help a lot of people because I love, you know, we're getting to know each other. I love you for that because you clearly, it's funny. You talk professionally about the chess moves, but I actually think in your real life, clearly what you care about the most, you actually saw, foresaw the game, which is one day my kids are going to be 20. I'm never going to get this back. That's and exactly I, what it was. I can feel it. I literally have goosebumps. I don't know if you can see them through the screen. I was like, this guy's <laughs> interesting. He realized it in the real life, but professionally, because it was so pushed on him that make people pay for your, your value. Did it like people in Hollywood and in Wall Street and in Madison Avenue, they overvalue like restriction and they undervalue awareness. Yeah, I mean, I've always been super aware of everything. Like, I've comedy club. I'm sorry, owners, I've had awareness from like every rep matters because if one more person knows who you are, that's going to matter long term. And right. a, a, and a lot of the monetization and restrictions. My favorite one: Hollywood's obsessed with overexposure. There's no overexposure. Not any. Well, there used to be, but there, there used they, to be. You said there's a new perspective on stuff. There, there isn't. Be, there used there, to be ish. What happened was music was hard. And like playing the Fonz was hard. Like overexposure was very unique. It was people would get caught with such an iconic role that we couldn't stop seeing them in that role from an acting standpoint. The Fonz, you know, um, whoever, we can do a million of these, you know, Urkel, like, you know, Tony Soprano. Um, but, and then artists would get a lot of plays and there was, to your point, there was only MTV. I mean, you if you're Madonna and you were promoting a, a new album, you could actually get all of America to know it was out if you did 13 things. That world doesn't exist anymore. Right. Well, and I think people have been desensitized. If you're look, if you're if you open up TikTok, you might see the guy playing the straw hammer, whatever that is, <laughs> five times in the next 10 minutes. That person seems overexposed. 
I guess not even overexposed. That person seems like you see them just as much as you see, let's say, Michael Strahan, who's doing six jobs on television. So we don't even see it anymore. We don't understand it because it's changed so much in it, front of what, us. What you're actually describing is a different point, in my opinion, which is the attention of the world is in a different place. And so if you're in the business world of entertainment, you know that Michael Strahan does six shows and he's unbelievably successful in classic mm -hmm. Hollywood and entertainment terms. But if you're living in the practical world, you're realizing that attention is staggeringly quickly shifting to 15 platforms on the internet and whoever is winning there is winning. Yeah, I, I I mean I didn't even think I see I I still lump it all together. I still have it, what you are able to do is compartmentalize and see these different pieces of media, and that's what that's just me trying to go from old school to to this new school way of thinking. I mean, uh, Pat McAfee. Do you know Pat McAfee? I do. His huge podcast. Yep. Um, he's he's the guy who actually got me back into the internet he started he started me going he's like you should you, you should be killing on there doing voiceovers doing this doing that right. i was like ah yeah and i i, I you, didn't want I'll to because i this, thought Frank. keep going well i just <laughs> i'll tell you this keep going you're good at that uh i just didn't want to because i saw myself and my podcast partner who's not here right now this is the way he still thinks and we fight about this all the time fight in a ter in terms of, of he's course. the number he's the number one radio guy in phoenix he's he's a he's a he's a seven figure guy he's set and he's really happy which is perfect and i've heard you that's talk awesome. about that too when, awesome. when you're happy with where you're at that's great five figures um, six figures seven and, figures when you're and, happy game over and probably the most talented guy i've ever met with impressions mm -hmm. the ability he's kind of like a combination of you know the shock jock dj who can also do the sidekick stuff in terms of impressions characters he's got it all i mean he and he yeah. and i go back and forth we work on impressions together it's it's a, it's a great teamwork and di dichotomy so we we get along really well because we think he's like a e slightly more evil version of me uh which is in this world good and bad but he's edgier <laughs> Um, yep. and he takes a lot more risks. I find myself working in corporate America a lot, so yep. I don't take so as many chances. I, I back off quite a bit, but he doesn't, he doesn't like the internet at all. And I get up, I got back on the internet and started getting on there. And I said, I have to find this new audience. What does he but, not like about it, Frank? I apologize. I'm just curious. Uh, you know, it just feels like a step down to him. Although he, uh, it's, did he grow up wanting to be an entertainer? I I think he grew up wanting to do radio. I think that's yeah. what he wanted to be I mean, a writer way, too. Yeah. I mean that's listen, it's the it's this it's the song as old as time. Like every 15-year-old in America right now, 13-year-old wants to be an influencer when they grow up. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks so much, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review reads, I always enjoy Gary's talks. His raw, sometimes gut-punch advice is inspiring. I believe this is what many of us need in our lives, a daily reality check. Gary offers that insight that is real and practical. I'm in my 62 years and I'm still learning a lot. 
I'm a reborn sponge. I'm proud to be still learning from Gary. And yes, I've purchased my very first NFT. Thank you so much for that kind review. We're glad you've purchased that NFT. And to anybody else listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.